a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kiefer. Shocking, right? You knew that. But this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Super low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us that need some stuff. So go there, check them out, buy some stuff, tell them Kiefer Tested sent you. That helps us, once again. Uh, if you guys want to go to RockyMountainATVMC.com backslash Kiefer Tested, there's approved parts that I like, that I use, that I would purchase so you can check that page out, and that also gets back to me. They let, that lets them know that um, you're paying attention to my podcast, and it helps me out in the long run. So thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys for purchasing products at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Also, thank you, everybody, at Fly Racing for making badass gear, um, badass mountain bike gear that I wear as well. So if you guys want some badass stuff... Go to flyracing.com and check out the badass stuff they have on the website. There's a lot of it. BMX, moto, snow, girl stuff. I bought Heather some jackets for Christmas. Awesome jackets, cute. So there's a lot of girl stuff out there. So if you got a wife or a chick at home that's not really involved in dirt bikes, buy her some fly racing gear. And some swag and some clothes and some stuff, and she'll probably get into it. So check them out, Fly Racing. Also, thank you, everybody at Racetech. Not going to name names, but I did turn on a Supercross Privateer to some Racetech suspension over the week. Hopefully, you'll do better. I think he will with the suspension. So I've ridden with, uh, obviously you guys know this, the CRF 450R suspension that they did for me. Love it. I continue to love it and putting more time on that bike. So um, very good bike, very good products. You can check them out at Racetech.com. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. I concur because I've ridden several hours on that stuff, and that is a fact. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the good old USA. So right there, boom, USA products. Let's do it. Racetech.com. Check them out. Anything you have. Old bikes, new bikes, they can do it all. That's what's cool about Racetech. you got a super old bike. they probably got parts for you to rebuild your stuff. And they make gold valves for super old motorcycles. So don't be scared. Check them out. Thank you for joining me. And this is all about the 2018 Alta Redshift MXR. For those of you guys calling me... Actually, I've got several calls, not emails about this new Redshift. Have I ridden it? What's the difference between the 2017, 
Does it work better? Is the battery last longer? Blah, 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 blah. There's so many questions. Well, I have some answers for you guys here today. You guys know I'm going to be transparent like I always am on these podcasts. I test for Alta. I've helped develop some of their stuff on the Redshift. So there's no secrets there. So, But Alta doesn't pay me to talk you know, about their bike in a great manner. If it wasn't so great, I would talk about it. If it is great, I talk about it. So there's no money exchange for me to just produce this podcast and just completely blow Alta and how much, how uh, how I think you guys should go buy, you know, a Redshift. I'm going to give you some facts. I'm going to tell you guys what I know from riding them so much because the new MXR um, machine is going to be in an introduction next week for all the media, but since I'm a little bit closer to Alta, I've had some more time, so I thought it'd be a great time to get the jump on all those media guys and get you guys out a podcast to tell you what it's like, what the changes are on this new bike, and how everything works on the track. I spent several days previous to this week on this machine, but just recently I spent two days on Wednesday at Milestone, Thursday today at Glen Helen which I found out a lot more things I didn't know about the MXR Redshift today at Glen Helen. So lots of great information for you guys on this podcast. So stick with me. We're going to name off some things right now that they have changed. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about how everything works on the track and try to give you guys some details on what to expect if you ride one or if you are purchasing one. So um, first things first, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a background about how I feel about electric technology and dirt bikes in general. I love dirt bikes. You guys know this. Besides my family, there's nothing else that I love as much as dirt bikes. I don't care if it's electric power. I don't care if it's gas powered. If it has two wheels, knobbies, a throttle, I like it a lot. I just love getting on a dirt bike and... You know, just it's like a release, I guess, for me. I guess for some of you out there that ride bicycles and things like that, that's what you guys do. Dirt bikes is that kind of a thing for me. For those of you out there that know, have friends or family that are drug addicts, um, they keep going back to drugs. You know, we're dirt bike enthusiasts. This is our drug. This is what we love to do. So I don't really give a shit if it's electric or gas powered. If it's fun, I'm in. So this is what this Alta Redshift is to me. It's super fun. It's new. It's, it's exciting. I've been riding dirt bikes for 30 plus years. So when I have something new that I can ride, I, I really enjoy the process and trying to make it better and having a good time on it. So um, Redshift, I've been riding this bike for about, not this bike, I've been riding an electric Redshift for almost four years. Racer X is coming out with a cool feature that's going to be in the print magazine about Alta, their backstory. And I wrote a little something in, something in there on what it's like to ride one and how I got adjusted to it. So, um, yes, it doesn't have a clutch. It doesn't have a shifter. But like I've said in other podcasts, you can concentrate on your technique more riding this electric bike and really focus in on where your foot placement is, how your body positioning, coming into corners, your elbows bent, looking forward. There's less things to do on this bike than there is a gas-powered bike. Does it 
make me want to go replace my gas-powered bike and buy an Alta? No, it doesn't. I always want, um, I always want a 450 in my garage. I always will have one. I love that bike. Um, I think that fits me the best as far as how I ride. But I'm telling you guys what, I would not think twice about adding a motorcycle to my garage with this. Especially if you guys got land or if you guys got some buddies that just you know ride um, on the weekends. And you, this Alta Redshift is super fun to ride, and you can just go hang out with your your buddies and just be different. I know a lot of you out, out there just want to be different, and the Redshift is so. Um, so that's my little backstory on this bike. So I know I get a lot of flack for liking electric technology, but I really don't give a shit because if it's a fun motorcycle, no matter what it is or who makes it, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you guys about it and and how and what it, what it does on the track and what it doesn't do. So. For 2018, Alta came up with the Redshift MXR. They still offer a Redshift MX version, but if you guys are out there racing and you guys are serious and you want some more battery life, you want some more power output, the MXR is basically what you're looking for. Now, they brought the prices down, I don't know, last month or so. I don't know what the reason behind that is. I didn't get all that information. But what I do know is it's closer now to a factory edition motorcycle versus being at $15,000. So it's a little bit more affordable for us, you know, middle class, upper middle class people to buy one. And it's not so uh, gnarly in that checkbook slash pocketbook to go purchase one. So the Redshift MXR is $11,995 and... The normal Redshift MX is 10495 So we're getting closer to the range of gas-powered motorcycles. You go buy a brand-new CRF 450R, 10G, right off the bat. So, so what's different on the MXR versus the 2017 version? For those of you that have an Alta already, here's, all, here's what the differences are. So I, I got a list of things that I wrote down today. Um, I knew some of them, but some of them I didn't know. So obviously I knew AER fork. I've been riding with an AER fork on the Redshift for a little while, but I knew it was coming out for 2018, so that is on the bike. Um, They have a new shock setting. The shock is a little longer, and the spring rate went from 6.3 to 6.0. So, And the rear bulkhead of of this bike has been modified to accept the new shock. So if you guys are asking me, hey, does my shock swap out from a 2017-2018? No, it does not. So just know that. So right off the bat, better suspension setup. Uh, you know I'm not an air fork fan, but this AER fork is pretty damn good. Um, so let's get to the battery. I've been getting a lot of questions about battery. What's up with the battery? Is it is it last longer? Blah, blah, blah. So there is a different battery. Um, it has more power output and thermal limiting is less. And we'll talk more about that as I get into more of the on-track stuff. But um, it has 41 foot-pounds of torque and 50 horsepower at the rear wheel. Um, that's the MXR version. Um, the MX version is a little less. Um, you can go on altamotors.com and check out the um, the specs. But uh, that's what that's what I would do. So I'm going to tell you more about how it rides and things like that um, versus the exact science behind this bike. Uh, if you want to know more, you can listen to my previous podcast. Um, more about the Alta and the backstory with the company, and you can get more 
in depth with that. So just scroll back, look at my podcast history, and you can find that. Um, so like I said, they have a base model, which they call the Redshift MX. Both of them have MX3S tires now. The Bridgestones are gone. Um, the new <clears throat> MXR has a sealed cooling system. It's not atmospheric like the MX version is or last year's version. So um, it doesn't get quite as hot. Um, it also lost six pounds. So now you're working with 259 pounds before you freak out. I'm telling you guys right now, it doesn't feel like 259 pounds. I'm going to get to that in a second, but on paper, that seems like a lot, right? I think the heaviest 450 is 249 pounds, 250 pounds. So yes, it is heavier than a 450, but I've got some quality info for you that I found out today while going back and forth from a gas power bike. So new grips on the MXR, new little bit wider and sharper foot, bag, foot pegs, thank Christ, because the 2017 foot pegs were dull and tough to get a grip on. So new pegs, that's a good thing. The cluster, which is the main piece on the handlebar, which is where your bar pad would go, has been changed. It's a little bit easier to take on and off. It's not such a nightmare. You can get to the zip ties now from the front and you don't have to twist the hell out of this cluster from last year's bike, so a little bit easier to change. Also has revised maps. We'll talk about the maps in a minute. And uh, seat cover is also different, a little bit more grippy, and the foam is a little bit softer, so it's not so hard on your ass. Last year's bike, sometimes I'd hit the seat base, but it was on the edges, and it was super hard in the middle. So now the whole seat foam itself is a little bit um, friendlier to your butt. Um, gearing, um, 1253. That hasn't changed from the MX version, but we will talk about a gearing change that I like and I can recommend to you guys out there um, that will help. So you guys can uh, change your gearing and it will alter when you're in map three and four is where you really feel the difference. So those are the big changes to the MXR. Alta's claiming that it's more 350-ish power. Ah, man, it, it's tough for me to say. I don't have a 350 to compare it to yet. I have some in my test fleet that I will go back and forth on to really test. But I can tell you guys this. I did some starts today at Glen Helen, and it was against a 250 Yamaha. You can go to Keyfring Testing um, Instagram page and check this video out. So basically, we did a start, Glen Helen, long straightaway. You guys know that. This MXR pulled a 250 Yamaha up the start straight. I shut off early because I thought we were just going to do starts. This kid kept blasting around the corner. So I did shut off early, but it did pull the 250F Yamaha a little bit. So is that saying it's a 350-ish? I don't know. I mean, I pulled I pulled whole shots on 350s and a two, on a 250F. So obviously starts come down to technique and how the power is delivered and all that so um so yeah it's just it's tough for me to tell you guys exactly it's a 350 comparison but that's what alta is is claiming so and i know the guys there dale i work with him a lot in the r&d department when you guys um talk to me about you know r&d and and when i go out and test dale is the guy that goes out and tests with me he is uh, a great guy pretty straightforward dude you talk to him you see him at the track 
comes from a flat track background, but very, very involved in motocross and knows his shit when it comes to working on a bike, knows his shit when it comes to anything Alta related. And uh, he's a good guy to work with. And um, he'll tell you the same thing. Like, he's pretty straight up. And that's what I do like about this company. It's they're they're pretty damn transparent and they're not going to oversell this bike and try to say hey this is better um, than your gas powered bike this is all you should own they'll the owners will tell you straight up look we're not trying to sell you on this electric technology to take place of your gas powered dirt bike in the garage we just want to add to it add more fun to your two wheel addiction that you have like me so anyway, let's get to the part that you guys have been wanting to know about. Like I said, I ride the shit out of this bike, and I've been riding it for a little bit. We're going to talk about the engine. So in reality, it's not an engine. What they call it, it's, it's the bulkhead, the battery. That's what that's called. But we're dirt bike people, right? So we're going to talk about engine delivery. There's four maps, okay? Map one, I would say if you guys never have ridden an electric bike ever in your life, which that was me previous to, I should say that. I rode a couple electric bikes before Alta. But if you guys are just getting on and want to get used to it, map one, that's the map you go to. I can guarantee you guys right now, which they call the eco map, that's where you're going to get the most battery life. If you cruise around in map one, that some bitch is going to last you a long time. Okay, The higher up you go on your maps, obviously the less um, or the more battery you're going to use so the less time you can have on the trail the track map two is called a sport mode which is equal to like a 250 cc motocross bike that's what alta is claiming and i can concur on that i've been in map two on test and compared 250fs and it's very very close now i would actually start in map two map one it's pretty slow map two is good Map three is map three and four is where I'm mostly at when I ride this on the track. Map three is called the performance map. Um, it's similar to the sport map, but it has more bottom end and traction. Um, it's very good if you guys are doing starts at the gate. That's what I start out with. I start out in map three, and then I can just push that arrow up to map four as I'm going down the straightaway. Hence, that's what you guys saw in the Instagram video. So. Map three, performance map. Map four is called overclocked. That's what they call it. It's a maximum torque setting. Um, that's the maximum power that's available. There's no restriction. Um, if you have the skill, that's what I would be running in. But I've let guys ride this bike and <laughs> map four, they're like, oh, very dangerous, very dangerous. But if you're not used to it, yeah, I don't go there. Just go to map two and three. That's what I would recommend. For me, I like map four because I'm used to how the power is delivered and I can get it to the ground and I can ride fast in map four. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or... If you guys are on Instagram, at Rutted Racing, Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. 
They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or ruttedracing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim One party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there, check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12. Get 10 for free. Later. How fast is this MXR? There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, dude. It is fast. So mostly we go to Milestone, Paris, Sunrise, tracks that are a little bit tight, loamy. So I was at Glen Helen, and I've tested at Glen Helen before, but I've never tested at Glen Helen with the MXR. As you guys know, MXR um, 350 claiming, right? But I was at Glen Helen today, and they had they ran all the hills. It pulled up faster, and I'm not going to lie, it pulled up better than some other 350s and kept up with some 450s going up the hill. This is when the battery is fresh, okay? I am very, very shocked of how well this thing pulled around Glen Helen. When I showed up today, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's not going to be that great. It's going to be okay, but it's not going to pull up the hills very well. Dude, I'm telling you right now, in map four, it is so fast. It goes up the hill, I would say, a little bit better than a 350, much better than a 250F. And I was behind good quality 250F riders going up the hills today, and it was catching the bike in front of me. It was catching it. I was blown away. I've went up with some 450s, less skilled riders, of course, not a pro, maybe um, novice to intermediate type riders. It wasn't, the 450 wasn't pulling this bike up the hill. It's insane how much power this bike has. It doesn't feel like it in like sensation-wise because there's no sound, but you are going so quick up these hills, you come to these corners so fast, it catches me off guard sometimes because I'm like, holy shit, I gotta relearn my braking points because I'm so used to shutting off a throttle and hearing sound, I gotta get reacquainted with some new braking points with this MXR. So. It's a fun, in map three and four, it has a fun, exciting feel, and it's it's more power than most of you guys are going to want, I'm telling you. And I don't know what kind of hills are taller than Glen Helen's hills, if you guys are listening to this back east. I'm telling you, it's it pulls up these hills very well. So if you're on a flat track, I went to Milestone very well. It comes out of the corner. It's tractable. Um, 
it's easy to ride for one. If I'm in map three, I have a lot of rear wheel traction. Map four loses some rear wheel traction and, and it spools up. So that's something you guys will have to manage with your throttle hand. But nonetheless, very fun character to ride. And every time I get on this bike, I always forget how fun it is because it's not like I ride the Alta every day. Okay, so I, I have an Alta here that I ride and I'll take with me to the track on occasion so I have it just to go, you know, drain one full battery life out of it. But every time I get on a full day of riding the Redshift, it's, I would say, and this, <laughs> this is no bullshit, I feel like I have more fun on this thing than I do a normal gas-powered bike. Because it's just so new and fun and and people look at you like, and I can't believe that bike goes that fast. I get people that come up to me all the time and say, Jesus, that thing is great looking. Like, it's so fast out of the corner. And I have to agree. It's just, it's easy to ride and it's really fast. So it blows people's minds. It blows my mind still every time I get on it. And um, it's just fun to ride. So comparing the MXR to the MX version, with this new battery pack they have in there, the power delivery is I would say how I would tell you guys out there it has more bottom to mid pulling power so when you come out of a corner you're in map 4 in the MX version you're in map 4 in the MXR the new one you're just going to get more acceleration it's going to pull harder and you're going to get from point A to point B quicker with this battery technology that I love so if you guys are thinking about hey I'm, I might upgrade and get a new bike I would recommend it um how I can compare it for you guys out there is going from a 2017 YZ450F to a 2018 YZ450F. The power delivery is much better on an 18450. Um, people ask me, what would you buy? 18450 Yamaha, would I, if I had to choose, right? Because that motor is, has a better power delivery. This is the same thing versus the 2017 and 18, okay? Alta Redshift. It just pulls harder out of corners i would say top end pull close to the same once on top but everything below that is just much better on this mxr and um and so the the big difference is so i did a lot of tests back to back 17 and this 18 version the thermal light doesn't come on as quick on this MXR, it doesn't heat up as bad. And when it does, let's say your thermal light does come on with the MXR, the power doesn't decrease as fast as it does on the 17 version. I've had some times when I'm on the 17, the thermal light comes on and it just really kind of dies down. It doesn't ever shut off, but it just kind of loses its luster and loses its pulling power once that thermal light comes on. So now the MXR thermal light comes on, which I say, is longer in duration as well. Let's say you guys can go on a hot day, 15 minutes and your thermal light comes on. Well, now this MXR version will last you an extra 10 minutes before that thermal light will come on. So you're getting more life out of this new battery. You're getting more power. Um, the way the power is delivered is better. I'm getting more traction. So everything about this battery pack which I don't know much about inside, I just know how it is on the track, is much better than the 2017 version. So I'm very happy with the way they went with that. And to me, when you when you buy electric technology, you kind of already know, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on borrow time. 
You're not like you can just throw gas in it and just go another 40 minutes. You got to make sure you manage your time well. You know what you're going to do. You have a plan. Hey, with this new technology they have in this in this MXR, you have a little bit more time to enjoy the fun. So I'm all about that. Suspension, um, WP, air fork, 10.5 bars stock. I would say leave that there. I'm 170 pounds. I run 105 millimeters of sag on this bike. Um, it is a longer shock, and the balance of the bike is better. It's not so nose-heavy. It kind of felt like an old Honda last year a little bit when it's kind of riding down the stroke, that 4CS fork. Not a fan of it. I wasn't pumped on it when I was de- helping develop it, but that's what they had a contract to do, so they had to go through the 4CS stuff. Um, there's companies out there that can make that stuff better, but this new AER fork... Much better, much plusher. Doesn't change that much um, in the way of increasing air pressure. So um, obviously you're not working with the durations of time you are in gas-powered bikes. You're not out there for an hour. It's not getting a chance to build up as much heat. So thank God for all to go into a WP AER fork. So you guys out there that have one of these, 10.5 bars is good. If you guys are a little bit heavier, 180, go to 10.7 bars and slow the rebound down a little bit, and that'll help your front wheel traction when you're leaning into a corner, and it won't dive on you as much. Again, there's not a lot of engine braking with this redshift. So when you do let off the throttle, it doesn't feel like a four-stroke where it just kind of dives down in. It just feels more like two-stroke-ish. You left the throttle and you can just kind of, it freewheels into a corner, it freewheels up a face of a jump, so you can stay on the gas longer and uh, do your braking later with this with this redshift. So suspension's better, a little bit plusher, more balanced. Um, ride attitude of bike is better than the 17, and uh, I can come into corners a little bit more. It feels more normal dirt bike-ish feeling, not so um, front-end heavy, like I said, and you end up, you know, have a lot of oversteer because your your bike's knifing in the corner. So, um, ergos, I'm not a huge fan of the ribs on the shrouds, aesthetically, or um, pinching your bike. It makes it feel kind of fat a little bit. I'm testing some new stuff. Hopefully, they'll come out with soon that will make it a little bit narrower for you guys. But um, it's only noticeable when you... Um, when you stand up on the bike, I can kind of feel the ribs a little bit, but it's not a huge fat feeling like you would on a 2017 YZ450F. So, um, still feels narrow between your legs where the, the 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 frame spars are and the seat. You can move around freely. The bar bend's nice. Um, getting to the chassis. So, here's what's really interesting for me out there. So I. I ride gas-powered bikes. Mostly it was 250Fs against Redshift. Now with this MXR, we had a KTM 450SXF 2018 version to go back and forth on to do some, some data acquisition stuff. When I went from this MXR Redshift and went back on the KTM 450SXF, the KTM felt a considerable amount it just it just felt heavier considerably it's and KTM is the lightest bike in the 450 world when i get on a KTM compared to other 450s i'm like wow it's just feels nimble i can lean in better side to side movements better well 
That's the difference between the MXR and this KTM. When I'm riding the Alta, I feel like I can move around anywhere on the track, more so than the KTM. Lean in the corner, no problem. Leans right in. I think this bike, this Alta Redshift MXR corner is better than any other motocross bike right now. If you got used to how the bike is, you would feel how light and how easy it is to lay into a corner. When it gets ruddy, it just falls right in. You just got to learn your technique and how to roll the throttle on to keep it down in that rut. But it literally take, when I first started riding this, it took me two to three hours and I felt comfortable enough where I can lean. And once I learned how to do that, I could really tell that this bike was light and much easier to corner. Straight line stability on this thing, the frame absorption is pretty good. Like I don't have that rotating mass. So when I'm hopping over square edge, it doesn't deflect. I don't have uh, a side-to-side -side movement with this bike. It stays straight. Again, it feels light, so I can hop over things better. Once you learn how the power is delivered, you can kind of zip, 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 kind of zip over some braking bumps. Um, only problem I had was coming down the hill, um, accelerating down these choppy Glen Helen hills today. It was a little bit um, harsh feeling on really heavy decel braking with gnarly bumps. But when I got back on the KTM, it was a some similar sensation, just dulled a little bit. So the frame itself, I feel like it's pretty damn close, um, but I just couldn't get over how much lighter it felt on the track, being that it is a heavier motorcycle than the KTM. By a lot, right? The KTM is 230 something, this is 259. I'm a firm believer that it has to be the rotating mass and the lack of crank and all that stuff that's in this MXR that makes it feel so damn light. I knew it felt light in 2017, but losing a six more pounds, having a better fork, getting a little bit more power made it feel even lighter. Like I've told you before, bikes that have zippy power, have a good RPM response, makes them feel lighter, and that's how this MXR is. It just very exciting, map three and map four, makes it feel light and fun to ride. I'm telling you what, when I rode Glen Helen today, it blew my mind how well the bike worked. And when I got on the KTM, my lap times um, were better on the KTM, obviously, it has hills. But when I did the lap times at Milestone, which is a tighter track, not as big jumps maybe um, as some other tracks, but I was, I think, three to five tenths faster on the Redshift than I was on a KTM 450. I, both of them, I gave them a fair shake. I both rode as hard as I could on each bike. Again, I would say I made that time up in the corners on this MXR version. So, crazy to say, but the facts are facts. I have data to back it up. It's insane how light this thing feels and uh, very fun to ride. So. Again, the bike's good. It's fun to ride. Um, don't knock it until you try it, guys. And if you guys are haters on electric technology, here's the deal. Let's say one day we have to get emissions, go go to hell, and especially here in California, and they just say, you know what? No more. You can't build you know, gas-powered motorcycles, and all we have is electric technology. Dude, I'm all in on this electric bike then because I can ride it just like my gas powered bike. So it doesn't really feel different. 
um, once you put some time on it. Like, obviously, you guys, it's going to feel a little foreign because you don't have a clutch, you don't have a shifter. But if you give yourself an hour or two or half a day on this thing, it just feels like a normal dirt bike. And I don't even think about putting my finger on the clutch anymore. I don't really think about it. Just I'm hardwired in now. Every time I get on the bike, I know it doesn't have it, and it's fine. Honestly, I like it. It's fun. It's it's easy to ride. Again, I can concentrate on my technique. So one thing I do want to mention to you guys out there, if you guys want to change gearing, um, stock gearing is 1253, which was pretty good at milestone tight tracks, things like that, but it kind of ran out on top going up these hills today at Glen Helen. So I went to a 1453. Big jump, right? Two counter in the front. That's a big jump. Three, what? Is it the rule of thumb three or four teeth um, in the rear for every one tooth in the counter shaft? So uh, a big jump, but actually pulled better up the hills, was a little bit more linear in corners when the corners got all dry and choppy. So if you guys are looking for more top end power out of these things, try putting a 1453. You will have to change the chain, obviously, because you're going to need a longer chain. Um, but basically, same thing. Keep an eye on your spokes, um, especially near the rim lock. Um, no maintenance on this thing. Just keep an eye on your chain. That's the benefit of having electric technology. You don't got to change oil. You don't got to buy fuel. Um, it's just the fact that the battery will not allow as much fun as your gas-powered bike. When the day comes that these batteries last as long, um, let, let's say the battery can last two hours full of moto if the battery lasted two hours of moto basically that's what you guys put on a bike when you guys stay at the track for a half a day if you look at your engine hour meters on your bike most of the time an average day of riding and if you ride a lot actually is about two hours that's four 30 minute motos i don't know how many guys out there that want to ride more than four 30 minute motos at a track after four 30s i'm blown out so if we can get this battery technology better, these things are going to sell more. I'll probably ride it more because I can ride it really good and it's fun for me to ride and it pisses people off when I pass them, which I like. I like pissing people off and like blowing by them thinking, holy shit, this dude just passed me an electric bike. That's fun. That's fun for me. I like it. So um, that's basically the rundown on the MXR, guys. Um you will see probably more of this out there next week with other media outlets. But this is coming from me. It's coming from a guy who's tested a lot. Very fun motorcycle. Easy to ride. More power for 2018. And better traction. They got better tires. So to me, not a lot on paper for differences from 2017 and 2018. But on the track... If we're rating the scale, and you guys know my scale, if 2017 is a baseline 3, this MXR is a 3.5. Very, very noticeable on the track. And, um, yeah, it's just a, I'm, I'm sure I said this 17 times already. It's just fun to ride. So make sure you guys keep an eye on it. Go to altamotors.co. Sorry, it's not .com. Leave out the M. It's .co. Every time I give someone that website, they're like, hey, man, is it .com? No, .co. So check them out. If there is a ride day or something or a demo day, dude, 
I suggest you guys try them. If you see me at the track, let's bullshit about it. If you see me at the track with the Redshift, don't be shy. Possibly, depending off your cool, you're not a weirdo, I might let you ride it and try it out if I didn't drain the battery already. So, uh, oh yeah, and also, I forgot to mention this, they have battery charge. The charging time is less on this new one as well. If you go to the website, you'll notice that the MXR charges um, a little bit quicker than the MX version. Um, you can buy fast chargers that will take 90 minutes to charge. So my suggestion to you guys out there, try not to drain the battery full or drain the battery empty. Um, that way when you charge it, it doesn't take as long to get full. So um, once again, backyard tracks, Dude, if you got some property, I'm all in. I love it. So, so check them out, altamotors.co. If you have any questions about this thing, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll try to answer these, these questions that you have. Um, but I think I covered a lot of it here in this podcast. So um, stoked about the new battery technology. And I'm very happy to hopefully tell you guys later on that this stuff's going to get better and we're going to get a longer duration of ride so um um so check them out make sure you uh also hey i'm going to plug other other websites well if you check out vital trans world racer x those guys i'm sure they're going to have all about the alta stuff next week they're having the intro on tuesday so be on the lookout for that um if you guys want to order any kefir ink testing shirts Hit up heather at keyforinktesting.com. And, of course, always support the sponsors that support me that get this podcast out to you guys. Um, Rutted Racing, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Fly Racing, RockyMountainATVMC.com, and, of course, Racetech. Thank you to everyone out there for listening. I really appreciate it. And, hey, we got to start learning how to, instead of say, brap, we go, <laughs> working on that right so um, hopefully we'll see more Alta stuff coming next year in the racing scene and uh, yeah once again that's it nothing else to say you guys any questions hit me up thanks guys <laughs>